Hello and welcome to Democracy with Ben and Drew. I'm Drew Evans. And I'm Ben Garmo. Today on the podcast, we are really excited to start breaking down week three of regionals. Uh, to be fair, we know it's been uh, a little bit, but I think that Ben and I have pretty good excuses. Ben was running multiple teams through regionals. I had this small event called Mardi Gras going on, and I just <laughs> I think that we we have about as good of an excuse as you can get uh, when it comes to this stuff. But um, we're excited to finally get to break this stuff down with you guys. Um, there are ten regionals, so it was. Uh, quite a bit to get through, but we're going to do our best. Um, but Ben, I'll throw it over to you real quick for some thoughts before we get into it. Yeah, Drew, you know, it's been a little crazy lately. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff going on. I had another team competing this past weekend. Uh, Maryland had a team competing this past weekend, Maryland Law. Uh, and we've had other teams competing over the last couple of weeks. So it's been all mock trial all the time. Of course, we're into high school playoffs in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just been doing stuff all over the place with that. But I am so excited to be on the mics to discuss the 10 regionals in week three. We should talk a little bit about the logistics of how this is going to work. Because we, if we tried to talk about all 10 regionals with the amount of depth that we did, like the two regionals in week two, it just wouldn't happen. We don't have the time. And candidly, this podcast would be like four hours. So I'm going to take uh, a page from UMBC Chess. And we're going to have a little timer that we're going to keep for ourselves. And we are going to try <laughs> to keep our analysis for each of these regionals to five minutes or less. That means it is inevitable. We are not going to talk about every team that did something interesting at every regional. I will apologize in advance if we don't discuss your team enough or if we discuss your team relatively quickly. It's not personal. I promise I don't hate any programs. You know, we're not sitting here being like, oh, like, you know, Case Western, like we're not going to talk about you or something like that. I just picked a <laughs> random team. Sorry, Case Western. Uh, I'm sure you're very nice. They did really well. We're going to talk about them for sure. Right. Yeah, exactly. They're going to come <laughs> up again. So, uh, like bottom line is we're going to do our best to make sure that we get to talk about all of the interesting results from week three. Uh, and then one other thought that I have, and then we should, we should get going in a second here. As I will say, you know, the other thing with 10 regionals is it required a ton of judges, so many judges. And the folks, you know, uh, Maggie and and the other folks who are on the AMTA Judges Committee and who've been doing absolutely heroic work behind the scenes deserve so much credit for being able to pull off these regionals. I know that we had to use coaches in some of the regionals, but under the circumstances, given how late we switched to regional to virtual and the crazy schedule that they had to work with, I thought they did an incredible job. Yeah, I agree. I actually ended up judging a few rounds, um, so I, I definitely was able to enjoy doing that and was glad that I was able to do my part. But, um, you know, as we, one will not be surprised to hear, uh, Anthony judges again for orcs. If you're in an area, you should sign up to judge for orcs. Uh, we're just coming up around that in a couple weeks. So there's always a need for more judges and the good people are, are trying to recruit as well as they can, but they can always use some help and I'm always happy to give it. Um, but with that, Ben, do you want to go ahead and dive right into our first regional? Set the clock for five minutes and get going. Yep, sounds good. I'm going to hit the little timer here, and we will get started with Regional 3A. This is actually a regional that I know pretty well because I repped uh, that regional. It was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed getting to work with some of the teams that were at this regional. Uh, Six bids at all of the regionals, including this one. They were in order. Patrick Henry A, eight wins and a 14.5 CS. University of Southern California B, seven wins and a 15 CS. The University of Maryland, the Terrapins, their B team, six and a half wins with a 16 CS. University of Virginia B, the Cavaliers, with six wins and a 16 CS. Alabama D, with six wins and a 12 and a half CS. And then finally, the University of Wisconsin, with five and a half wins and a 20 and a half CS. We had one honorable mention here, and that would be the good folks at Portland. Portland A, with five wins and a 17 and a half CS. This was a fun regional to rep. A lot of really great teams. I got to sit and watch a good portion of the round three high-high matchup between Patrick Henry A and UVA B. It was predictably fantastic. I believe Patrick Henry took both ballots by very, very narrow margins. Um, And it was just a really good example of like clean, efficient, well-done mock trial on both sides. That was a lot of fun. Beyond that... You had a lot of teams that I feel like are typically doing well. 
not surprised to see Maryland B get through. Not surprised to see Virginia B get through. Uh, Wisconsin, I think we decided this was Wisconsin's A team. I, I don't have this labeled on my sheet, so I'm just triple checking. Oh, this is their B team. So this was Wisconsin B. So that's an impressive showing for a program that is certainly on the rise. And then I guess I'll, I'll make one other thought, which is to see Portland struggle to get out a little bit, given that they were at Nationals last year. We played them in round one at Nationals. They were very good. Certainly a surprise. I think five wins in a 17 and a half CS, they're going to comfortably get off of the open bid list. And they did have a tough schedule and managed to fight through. But otherwise, I think, you know, look, we've talked about Patrick Henry. I remember thinking all the way back to our episode with Rhea that we all thought that Patrick Henry could be a threat. I certainly think that this shows, you know, eight wins, sweeping UVAB. They're a team that you got to start thinking is a final round threat. Drew, what did you see here based on on the tab summary? Well, I think that you're right in your analysis. I mean, Patrick Henry is is pretty good at this activity, so I won't dwell too much on that. I wanted to note that Alabama D, um, you know, there are not a lot of programs that get even field a D team and to have one get through with six wins is certainly noteworthy and impressive. Um, there are, there are very few programs, as I said, that are really are in that world of even being able to do that. And as you are going to be listening, you're going to hear a lot of us talking about Alabama and they've really put together a strong, deep program this year. So they should really be proud of that. Uh, you know, you mentioned Wisconsin B making it through definitely impressive from them. I will quickly, quickly shout out the fact that Haverford B was there. They had a three and five showing, and I'm really proud of them. They've been working hard, so good for them. Um, sorry, I do get to mention uh, programs that I work with, so you know, get to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that this is mostly what we were expecting. I don't think there were any other terrible surprises. You mentioned Portland. They're definitely going to get off the open bid list, so we will be seeing them again. But I think that for the most part, this is what was just about expected. And in the, in the spirit of time, Ben, I think we can go ahead and move on uh, unless you got something else to add. I will add only one more thing. You mentioned Haverford, and so I'll give them credit for winning the spirit of AMTA. Uh, they yeah. clearly <laughs> deserved the spirit of AMTA. I will say, and I mentioned this at closing ceremonies, you saw some low spirit of AMTA scores this weekend. Haverford won it with 24. I'm looking at 3C, the winner with 25. I don't know if this was the most spirited weekend that college mock trial has ever had, um, but that doesn't take anything away from Haverford, who is <laughs> a wonderful, wonderful program, the nicest folks on the circuit. Uh, but yeah, I think we pretty much covered it all. A lot of blue bloods here, a lot of really good teams. Uh, and I think you can go ahead and take us to 3B. I certainly will. I will briefly on the note of spam to things. Um, I think that with it being online, I just, I wonder how much that has a role to play. You don't really get to interact with people in the same way that you do in person. And so fingers crossed for orcs, we might see those numbers start to go up again, hopefully, but who knows? Okay. On to regional 3B. I'm not going to be saying the different uh, mascots as Ben did because we don't have time for that. Uh, <laughs> regional 3B, though, starting in our first bid was Duke A with seven wins and a 12 and a half CS. Then Seton Hall A with six wins and a 19 CS. Then Iowa A with six wins and an 18 CS. Followed by Vanderbilt A with six wins and a 17 and a half CS. Then Michigan B with six wins and a 17 CS. And finally, Wheaton B with five and a half wins and a 17 CS. We also had two honorable mention teams in Kentucky A with five wins and a 16 CS and Penn State C with five wins and a 15 and a half CS. All right. So, you know, Duke A, yeah, they're really good. Seven wins, not shocking. Uh, their one split came from Wheaton. Um, definitely an impressive showing from Wheaton B. I, as we'll get to later, that was a uh, a needed bid for their program. Um, so good on them to to pull that one out. And again, I mean, that's Duke is very good. So for Wheaton to get that win is definitely impressive and good on them. Um, I think that you know Seton Hall is definitely one of those teams that we routinely see at Orcs, but you know sometimes they sometimes they have bad years, sometimes good years. You kind of never really know to expect a ton from them, but a second place showing here or getting the second bid out, um, definitely pretty impressive. They had a tough schedule. They had a solid split with Iowa A, so definitely good on them for that one. Um, I actually, I'll say Vanderbilt A has been having a pretty solid year, so good on them making it out. But again, I, I honestly think that this is a pretty much just the scratch regional. There aren't a lot of surprises here. Um, but Ben, I'll, I'll toss it over to you. Uh, what are you seeing over here? 
Yeah, so I just looked up Seton Hall on the TPR list. So Seton Hall is a really interesting program. So the previous two years before last year, they don't have any points for orcs. Now, of course, in 2020, I don't know off the top of my head if that means that they didn't. Maybe their orcs just didn't happen. But they didn't make orcs the year before in 2019. Uh, and then last year, not only did they make orcs, but they got five ballots at orcs. And they were a team back you know, four or five years ago that was on the cusp of getting a nationals bid. They had a couple of very strong years uh, in there. And I know that they're a program that I'm not surprised to see back sort of placing and and making their way to orcs i agree about duke we i feel like over the last three years i've talked about this with some people on duke's team we just we just always end up hitting them we, had, we hit them at their own tournament <laughs> we played them at gamty this year in the virtual year in you know in 2020 to the 2021 season i think we hit them like three or four tournaments in a row and i'm always really really happy to play them we also we played them at southern shutdown because we challenged them in round one because they're just so clean, they're so good. They, when you're playing virtual, you know, they do such interesting things with virtual mock trial. I will be fascinated to see uh, their ceiling. I certainly think that, you know, if if a team like uh, Patrick Henry is in like that group of five, like that group, like say that group of like, if you said to me, pick the top five teams in the country, I would say Patrick Henry's definitely in there, and Duke would be like a team that I feel like, okay, maybe they would be in contention for that fourth spot. Or that fifth spot, mm-hmm. they're certainly a team in conversation. A uh, couple other interesting things here: uh, Michigan B showing some strength. They split with Iowa A, but Michigan B got the better of the PD. They won a plus ten and then just a minus one. Uh, so kind of noteworthy there. Michigan is is such a deep and strong program to see their B team doing well. Um, Iowa A still got got through comfortably and is still a very good team. Uh, but you certainly had, I mean, like with the exception of Seton Hall, uh, you had a lot, and, and Duke obviously, but like you had several Midwest teams on this list. So you see like an interesting Iowa versus Michigan Midwest matchup. And I think that that's just, you know, it's always kind of intriguing to see regional powers like that uh, face off against each other. Uh, I think that's basically everything that I see here. Uh, Drew, anything else that you're seeing on your end before we move on to 3C? The last quick, quick thing I'll mention is just that uh, Wake Forest, I think, had a very interesting weekend. This was Wake Forest A, and, and I, I think Wake Forest A was a team that I, I was expecting to be you know, on the edge of making it out. They came out 3-3-2, three, three, and two, and that's two ties. They also had a loss by one and a win by one, and then two losses by just five. All of their ballots were super, super close, really living on a knife's edge over there. Um, sad to see them not make it out but definitely a, a solid program that I'm, I'm hoping to see make it back there next year. But other than that, Ben, I think go ahead and take it away. Uh, let's get on to the regional 3C. All right, so regional 3C, we've got, uh, starting from our top bid, we've got UCLA A, 8 wins and a 16 CS. Northwestern B, 7 wins and a 16 CS. Duquesne B, 6.5 wins and a 14 CS. Notre Dame C, 6 wins and a 19.5 CS. Iowa B, six wins and an 18 and a half CS. And then Southern California, USCA, six wins and an 18 and a half CS. They were just a half point behind Iowa B in the OCS tiebreak to split the difference <laughs> between the fifth and sixth uh, bids there. Our honorable mention was Lafayette A with five and a half wins and an 18 and a half CS. Uh, you know, here, you know, it's like I hate to just say chalk because it's it's such sort of like lazy analysis. But, uh, you know, there were a couple interesting things here. UCLA is UCLA. I won't dwell on that, but, like, obviously just for them to show that they're 8-0, dominant, doing their thing, certainly in the conversation for best teams in the country. Notre Dame, I think you've mentioned this before, Drew, a team that that has mm-hmm. grown into have a fair amount of depth to see their C team get through, and their C team did not coast. They had a 19.5 CS and still got six wins. Uh, Duquesne gets gets a bid that their A team was not able to get, so they'll get through to Orcs. So they've been a team that many people seem to think are on the rise and, and have had some very, very strong individual competitors. So it'll be interesting to see what that A team, what that Duquesne team at Orcs looks like. And then obviously, you know, USC doing well. Um, although I, I can't imagine this is, I mean, USC, right? This is Southern California, right? 3C uh, mm-hmm. is, is Southern mm-hmm. California. Um, that's right. That's right. I, I, there's something just ever so slightly funny about like, you know, oh, regionals are back online. We're, we're not geographically uh, balanced anymore or geographically restrained anymore. And then USC ends up in the same regional as UCLA. 
<laughs> you have to think they're like, what the hell, guys? Like, you can't put us somewhere else. Um, but but still a really, really strong program. I think that's all I see here. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned USC. They've been really impressive, just very, very deep this year. None of their mm-hmm. programs have been, uh, you know, an eight, eight win, like kind of dominant, but they're all really consistently making it through. And you're going to hear their name a few more times. Uh, you know, you mentioned Notre Dame. I was going to talk about them. I'm really just been blown away by by how impressive and deep their program has become. Um, but I'll just mention I was a little bit surprised to see Lafayette not make it through with an automatic bid. Um, you know, Lafayette's been a team that's been one of the top teams in in Pennsylvania. They've been really pretty routinely making it to nationals, um, or semi-routinely. Um, but definitely a bit surprising to see them not get a, a straight through bid. And I actually was shocked that they are refusing, they're not, sorry, not refusing, but declining um, their open bid. So they will not be going to Orcs this year, um, which is definitely a loss. Um, um, they're a really solid program. So I was sad to see that. Um, but yeah, Ben, I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, this is a, a fairly chalk um, regional in the grand scheme of things. It's really good that Northwestern B got through. Um, we'll talk about the fact that Northwestern A was a bit of a surprise um, later. But um, yeah, I, I really think that this is mostly almost everything what we were expecting it to be. Um, and you know, I feel bad saying that. I, I guess I will add that UC San Diego B not making it through was a bit surprising. Um, their A team has been very consistently solid. Um, you know, their B team went four and four with a 19 CS, so definitely not an easy schedule. Um, but honestly, I, I think that we're we're kind of we're trying to find something when it was just pretty straightforward <laughs> regional, to be honest. Yeah, I'll, I'll mention one or two things and then move us to 3D. Uh, I'll first shout out our friends at the Naval Academy. They're a very young program. They had a tough weekend, but I know they've been working hard. I could see in a year or two, they're the type of team that with the right path, maybe could grab an open bid or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, beyond that, I pretty much agree with everything that you said. We We had a lot of really good programs here that did well we already kind of discussed ucla and and i think my last thought and then i'll get us to 3d is that we saw northwestern be uh at windy city a couple weeks ago certainly not surprised to see them have the success that they did uh but with that said i'm gonna go ahead and move us to 3d and i'm gonna stay on the uh the call for 3d because we've got a a recognizable team amongst this bunch uh, so we're going to start with Auburn B, who had eight wins and a 13 and a half CS. Then Cornell College A, seven wins and a 17 CS. Wesleyan A, six wins and a 19 and a half CS. Haverford A, six wins and a 17 CS. Wisconsin A, six wins and a 12 and a half CS. And then Washington University St. Louis B, five and a half wins and an 18 and a half CS. Our honorable mention here, UCLA C, five and a half wins and a 16 and a half CS. This is uh, one of the first ones that we're going to talk about this weekend that definitely had a big shocker. The big mm-hmm. shock here was Georgetown A. Georgetown is just a consistently elite, dominant program. Uh, I believe they're still ranked, if not in the top 25, like pretty close. I'm checking here. They are 38th in the country right now. They uh, won eight ballots at Orcs last year and won several ballots at Nationals. So they're a very, very good team. Uh, and they kind of had a sneaky, tough schedule. Mm-hmm. They got swept by Wash U St. Louis B. I think Wash U St. Louis is really, uh, they're having one of the best years they've had in quite some time. Yep. And they're always yep. a very, very good team. But I feel like they've been a threat at every tournament they go to. And then uh, Georgetown A had a, had a substantial loss and a tie to UCLA C. And then that's it. You're 4-3-1. and one, You don't get through. Yep. So that is absolutely a surprise. Uh, after that, you had some very good programs that did well. Cornell College A, Wesleyan A. I know Haverford's had a couple of tough years, so not surprised at all to see them get through with six wins, but really exciting. And then we've talked a little bit about Wisconsin and seeing uh, how Wisconsin has been a program on the rise. Uh, and, you know, I know that Kate Hander Slattery, friend of the pod, is coaching there. And so I think that, you know, I'm sure that she's doing a lot of work behind the scenes to help get them to where they are. Uh, Drew, I will turn it over to you. I'm sure you had to be excited about seeing Haverford back at Orcs, but what else do you see here? Oh, for sure. And I will keep it very brief. Um, Haverford A, this is our second time in program history getting a straight through bid uh, to Orcs. And uh, most people know what happened last time we did that. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but on a serious note, I'm really proud of them. They should be 
really happy with how they did. They they absolutely killed it that weekend. And I've been helping them prep a lot and they are working hard and I'm excited to see how they do at Orcs. But um, to talk about some of the other teams that are here, um, you know, I, I watched their round with Cornell College. Cornell College is a very, very solid team, um, very well-earned wins for them. And I'm not surprised at all to see them making it back. I, I wanted to mention, you talked about Wash U St. Louis B. Um, I think, Ben, you'll notice a very familiar name on the uh, the list of award winners here. Um, Lucy Dembski, who I believe is just a, a, a first year there, um, who came from Park, obviously, and is the younger sibling to a, a very not well-known competitor from Tufts, um, was on that Wash U team. And I think that considering she went from being a high school national champion to a B team just shows you how solid and how deep that WashU team is. Um, so I definitely think that they are they are a very, very scary looking program. And the fact that they were able to take not one but two ballots off of Georgetown shows you just how good they are. Um, you know, you mentioned Wisconsin. They they took a ballot off of Wesleyan, which is really, really impressive. Wesleyan is just they are they are having a a really, really solid year. Um I think that you know they went five one and two, and you know two ties is is tough, but they are should that should not be any cause for concern or doubt. They are just really really good, and they're going to be good. And I'm not shocked at all to see Wesleyan making it. Um, and I guess the last thing I'll just say is that I was a bit surprised to see Auburn B going with eight wins. Um, that's really really impressive from them. Um, this was a very very tough regional. Uh, all the teams that we've discussed are solid, and for Auburn to come out on top with an undefeated record, um, really really impressive out of them from a B team. And we'll talk about it later. But their A team did not make it through, so they are the sole uh, representatives from their school. So definitely good on them. And uh, intrigued to see which Auburn team we get uh, at Orcs this year. But I think with that, um, I don't want to dwell too much on this one. Like you said, shocker to see Georgetown not make it out. Good to see that they will be moving on to Orcs in some way or another. Um, that's just a really solid program, and, and you hate to see them uh, get beat that way. The only thing I will echo, and then we should move on, is is what you were saying about Auburn. I was going to mention that if you didn't. And it wasn't like they had an easy path. They had a lower CS, but they had a round three sweep of UCLA. Uh, and that was not, I mean, no UCLA yeah. team is easy to, to play, but this was UCLA C. So it was one of their, you know, it's not their A team, but like a very, very good team, a team that we were just discussing, uh, you know, contributed to Georgetown not getting through and Auburn mm-hmm. plus four plus three and gets through Auburn B is an unranked team. So that is a very impressive showing from that program and just a really interesting, uh, performance and, and something to keep an eye on. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's all I've got, and I think you should move us forward. All right. Well, moving on to 3E, um, we have Georgia A with seven wins and a 19.5 CS, followed by UC Berkeley B with six and a half wins and a 16 CS, then Duke B with six wins and a 17.5 CS, then William and Mary C with six wins and a 14 CS, then followed by Catholic University of America with six wins and a 12 CS. And then Wesleyan B with five and a half wins and a 17 and a half CS. We also had three honorable mention teams here, all with five wins. We had Carlton B with five wins and a 17 and a half CS. Then Missouri B with five wins and a 15 and a half CS. And finally, Liberty B with five wins and a 15 CS. Uh, okay, so where to start here? I think, you know, Georgia A coming out on top, uh, definitely not not shocking. They are really, really solid, very strong. We talked about how good Duke has been. Um, definitely not surprising to see them um, coming out pretty unscathed. Uh, they had, you know, they are, their only drops were really, really tight ballots with both Berkeley B and then with Minnesota C. Um, but on the whole, you know, solid showing out of Duke. UC Berkeley, I, I, I got to say that I do love seeing UC Berkeley and Georgia and Duke all in a regional. You know, we, again, just to that point about geographic diversity, it's a lot of fun seeing that, um, but definitely good on them. Uh, I was impressed that William & Mary C made it through. Uh, just a C team is always impressive. And William & Mary, um, they're kind of an interesting one. Their A and B have both been been very solid um, kind of teams that you expect to make it to Orcs, occasionally make it to Nationals, but um their C team, I think this is the first time I've seen their C team make it through. So definitely good on them with a solid record. And then Catholic, uh, I mean, wow, Catholic B, that is just really, really exciting for them. 
I don't remember the last time. I think their their A team is also unranked. I could be wrong about that, but I don't think that we've seen a Catholic team uh, making it through to, to Orcs um, in in recent history at all. And for their B team to do it is definitely super super cool. You got to expect that they were thrilled over there to have that happen. Um, but you know, I mean. Other than that, I think this is another mostly scratch regional. Uh, all of the honorable mentioned teams will have the opportunity to get an open bid. So they will all get that chance. And it was three B teams. So that is, again, very exciting for each of them. Um, but Ben, I'll, I'll toss it over to you if you're seeing anything else that you wanted to mention. I think that from a power perspective, you know, you and I were, were chatting about before we started recording how the TPR this year kind of it has like a certain amount of recency bias to it. Um, and I think mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. looking at the power, the numeric power versus the power actually in this regional. So that the power team in this regional is Duke B, who's currently ranked 11th in the country. Duke B is a really, really great team. But I think that's a little different than like if you look at some of the teams, like I'm looking at the TPR list right now. Um, and then, by the way, and then Georgia's down at 37. So they're a very, very good team. But it's like Duke B is at 11 and then Harvard A is at 12. And I would say, I think, like, it feels to me like you could say Harvard this year, Harvard A is probably a better team than Duke B. Not that Duke B couldn't take ballots from Harvard A, but, like, if you said to me on paper which of those would be a tougher matchup, I think it's fair to say Harvard would probably be most people's answer. The folks at Duke were really good friends with them. Please don't take that as a shot. I just think it's really interesting (laughs) how the power broke down at this regional so that when you look at this list— you don't see, it's like, okay, you look at the top of 3C and you had UCLA, the top of 3B and you have Duke A. And then you look at 3E and it's a little bit different. But that could be a little deceptive because Georgia mm-hmm. is such a good program. They're in such a competitive area of the country. But they're like, you know, they're they're not, and I don't don't take this as a shot at anybody from Georgia, but like, you know, they're not Southern nice. They're, they're tough. They have an edge to them when we play them. Like, I always love hitting Georgia <laughs> at an invitational because I know we're going to come out of that round battle-tested. And that's not to say they're they're rude. They're extremely nice. But when you get into a round, they're going to make tough objections. They're going to force you to back up what you say. And I'll be very interested to see how Georgia A does this year. I'll echo what you said about Catholic. Uh, they're you know close by. They're in D.C. Being a successful mock trial team in D.C. is not easy. It's not easy to climb out of the Georgetown, GW, American, Howard, you know, like that whole group. And then you've got, you kind of try to kind of rise into there. So awesome to see uh Catholic doing well. And then, like you said, a lot of B teams from a lot of good programs. We've talked on previous episodes about the depth Mizzou is showing Liberty's a team showing some depth. Wesleyan's always got depth. William and Mary. I agree with you. One of the nicest programs in the country and always has depth as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of interesting stuff here. A lot of B teams who I think as we start to think about these B teams, they're going to fill out those B groups and C groups. Some B teams, you know, like Wesleyan B or William and Mary, you know, B, if, if the B team takes the C bid or however they do that. Um, I don't want anything to do with those teams, Berkeley B, uh, in the, you know, in the B mm-hmm. group or C group at Orcs. That's all I got. You got anything else for this one? I think we've mostly covered it. Uh, I will just say that I think that this is an interesting one where we had a really dense number of teams between that kind of six wins through through five wins through five and a half wins um you know there just weren't i mean we talk about georgia obviously being solid but i think what you said ben really does show itself in the fact that there wasn't an eight no or a seven and a half um and there you know there wasn't to me anyone that just really just ran the table here and as a result you you do have that really dense population of teams that's why you got three honorable mention teams uh, all coming in with five wins. So definitely glad to see that those teams are all going to be able to make it through if they if they wish to go on. Uh, but just something kind of interesting to note when you do have that kind of odd power balance uh, breakdown. And, and we could probably spend a lot of time talking about the oddities of this year's power <laughs> rankings, but um, we just simply do not have the time. So with that, I think let's go ahead and move on to 3F, Ben, and you can take it away. All right. Sounds good. So going to regional three F we've talked about Duke a and Duke B. So we're going to start out regional three F with Duke C who had seven wins and a 14 CS. Then Arizona state a seven wins and a 12 CS Richmond, a six wins and a 21 CS Arizona, a six wins and an 18 CS 
Georgia Tech C, six wins and a 15 CS, and then South Carolina B with six wins and a 15 CS. Two honorable mentions here, Oregon A with five wins and an 18 CS, and then probably the talk of this regional, Northwestern A with five wins and a 17 CS. Uh, I'll start off with what I think is probably the storyline. So Northwestern in round one gets uh, swept by Missouri C and then has a kind of wild round four. Uh, You know, you have some of those round four matchups where teams are clawing for bids and you had a four and two Northwestern team and a four and two Oregon team play each other. And that went plus six for Northwestern and plus 28 for Oregon. So kind of a a wild split to see there. Uh, in a round like that one. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, Northwestern is one of the best programs in the country, truly just an elite program uh, who just, you know, really dominates their regionals usually every year. Uh, and so certainly it is a surprise to not see them get a direct bid. I will be very interested to see how things go uh, with that program moving forward. Uh, Duke continues to just show their remarkable depth that their C team not only gets a bid, but gets the top Mm -hmm. bid out of a pretty tough regional. And then, uh, you know, you've got a couple of these other teams. You got Arizona and Arizona state, both teams that are both very impressive. And I think on, on any given year can have like a particularly interesting showing. I'm just kind of looking up here as I talk. Um, so Arizona state is ranked 68th right now. Um, Arizona is ranked 147. So Arizona State has kind of got the edge a little bit there, but both of those teams are teams that have had significant success uh, in recent memory. And then you've got some strong Southern programs. Richmond, good to see them, you know, kind of back in the saddle and, and getting six wins. Georgia Tech C, South Carolina B, just deep, strong programs. Uh, I know there were a couple of interesting results here, Drew, that, that I haven't mentioned. So uh, how about you jump in and, and tell me what you saw here? Uh, so, you know, I'll kind of pick up right where you were leaving off, actually. You know, Richmond comes through with six wins, but with a 21 CS. And that is that is really impressive. I think that it should not go without mentioning. That is not something that we see every day. Um, when you have a CS over 20 and you still make it out, you know you you were put through the ringer. And they certainly were. They had tough, tough splits with both uh, Georgia Tech and Duke. They were the only loss that Duke had the whole weekend. So that is definitely a great showing from them and very, very impressive. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Arizona versus Arizona State uh, conflict there. I think that it's to your point about the whole breaking up of uh, geographic regionals. I love that we (laughs) still see Arizona and Arizona State managing to be in the same one and kind of being like, all right, I see you, you know, Amta. Okay, fair enough. Um, You know, I. It is funny. I wanted to quickly say about the Duke C team. Um, I try not to read in too much to uh, to the splits on ballots and to exactly how much people uh, win or lose by. Just mostly because, you know, you never know. With a judge, some judges watch the same round and think it's a plus one versus something that's a plus 20. But I got to say, I don't remember the last time I've ever seen a plus 52 on a single ballot. And that's what Duke C managed to get in one of their round two ballots. Um, look, Ben, I know you like to use the the full range. I, I like to do a, a semi full range thing, but that's a big difference between those teams. And I just, uh, I don't know. I don't think I've seen a plus 50 on a single ballot before. And that's uh, that was just to me worth noting. So definitely good on Duke for, for a, a convincing win on that round. Um, so I think that there are definitely some other, uh, you know, surprises here. Uh, you know, obviously we talked about Northwestern and, and the shock of their, uh, uh, you know, departure as, as a honorable mention team here. I definitely think the fact that that last round was a minus 28 for them uh, makes me think they maybe are doing something funky on defense and someone just was not picking up what they were putting down. But there were a couple other teams that didn't make it out of here that are definitely surprising, and we shouldn't let them be completely overshadowed by Northwestern. So Wheaton A, Princeton A, and High Point A all didn't make it out. Um, I'll start with Princeton A. They had a CS of 22. And to my point about Richmond, it is tough when you have that high of a CS. They had a really, really brutal schedule, and uh, you know they just... Faced both Arizona A and Duke C on the second day and, and couldn't take a single ballot. And those are good teams, good programs. And it is just 
sometimes the the unlucky roll of the dice for you. Um, again, Wheaton A also didn't make it through, and they had a very very tough schedule too. Um, you know, they it's just tough. I mean, I don't want to get too far down this road, but there is a real difficulty within regionals right now of just if you face the wrong schedule, you are just totally screwed. And, you know, Wheaton, they, they, they had a nice job in round one, sweeping both. Round two, they got a tough split against a Missouri team that was pretty solid as well. Um, then a really brutal round three matchup against South Carolina, who we haven't even talked about them too much yet, but South Carolina is so, so good this year. They lose two close ballots there. And then a split in round four against Arizona, and, you know, that's all she wrote. It is just a, a, a tough tough, tough thing to do when you face a, a tough setting in regionals. I think I said tough like four times there, but, <laughs> um, and toughs isn't even in this regional, but, um, look, Wheaton, Princeton, um, both had tough schedules and high point. That's another team that often makes it to Oryx and a uh, tough departure for them as well. So yeah, this was just a very difficult, uh, regional. Honestly, I, I think that the fact that we had, the, the teams that you read, Ben, I wasn't kind of taken aback by any of them. No surprises, really. And then you're like, oh, wait, that means Northwestern, Wheaton, and Princeton all didn't make it? I mean, that's just – it really was not an easy regional here. And I think that uh, to our point that we've said about TPR, there's some teams that are kind of lower on the TPR list than maybe they should be. And that leads us to balancing these regionals in ways that I think – most years we'd agree seems a little bit uh, underinflated. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that analysis. Uh, I will briefly defend my honor in that I have mellowed significantly in my scoring over the last couple of years. Uh, I think in some of my early <laughs> coaching days, uh, I have some ballots that I look back on and don't feel super great about. Uh, a couple years ago, I got a mock trial confession that that was not overly kind about my scoring. And candidly, I think it was pretty fair. I think it was, you know, I just... I had this, and we've actually talked about this on the podcast before. I've had this mentality that like, oh, I got to give real scores. I'm like, no, these are human beings. Like I can communicate with a five yep. or yep. an occasional four, the same thing with a two. And a two just makes you feel like, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this activity and that's just not fair. But either yep. way, I, the, the plus 52, I agree with you. That is a remarkably significant score. Uh, and then I will just echo everything you said. A lot of tough, surprising schedules here. Uh, between Northwestern and I went and looked and, and Wheaton's ranked very, very high right now. I think I saw that they're ranked in the top 35. Yeah, they're 33rd. They got eight ballots at nationals last year. So certainly a surprise there. I think you pretty much covered everything else though. So if that's all that we've got, I would suggest that you move us forward to regional 3G. All right, well, let's do it. In regional 3G with our six bids starting out, we had Penn State A with seven and a half wins and a 14 and a half CS, followed by American B with six and a half wins and a 14 and a half CS, then George Washington A with six wins and a 14 CS, then Georgetown C with six wins and a 13 CS, followed by Loyola Chicago A with five wins and a 21 CS, and then finally Minnesota B with five wins and an 18 and a half CS. We did have two honorable mention teams here. We had Georgia Tech D with five wins and a 15 CS, and Pomona A with five wins and a 14 CS. Um, so just starting out here, this was a interesting one because this regional only had 20 teams. Um, I think that I, I'm, I'm trying to remember whether this was the case, but I feel like in the past, when there were only 20 teams, I feel like we went down to five bids, but I could be wrong about that. Whatever the reason, um, they still had six bids. And to be fair, they had six uh, very, very deserving teams to go through. Um, I will I will start by saying that American has been having a, a really fantastic year. We'll talk about their A-team later, um, I think probably next week. But um, uh, they had a really fantastic showing and good on them for getting their B team through as well, kind of revitalizing that program. Um, Penn State, uh, they're, you know, they're really, really good. I've watched them. They did a scrimmage against Haverford that I was watching, and uh, they're really, really excellent. I'm not at all surprised to see them with that type of success. But um, you know, we mentioned that Georgetown A didn't make it, so it's great to see their C team picking up the slack a little bit and making it through. 
Um, and then I, I, I kind of want to point out Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech D. I, I don't remember seeing Georgia Tech with more than three teams, um, at least in the last couple. I think it was a couple years ago they started fielding a D team. But getting five wins um, for a D team should just never be uh, overlooked. That is so impressive to me and just requires a level of depth. Uh, and it really is impressive. So my hat is off to our ex-president, Will Warhey, and what he's doing over there. But uh, that is truly, truly a accomplishment to see that. Um, but Ben, there are definitely some other things to chat about, and I will throw it over to you if you want to get into them. Yeah, going along the, the geographical lines that we were discussing, you know, oh, like, we, we don't have geographical restrictions anymore. And American Georgetown and GW are all at a regional together. <laughs> like, you got to right. look around and just be like, come on. And I understand it was like, you know, it's an A team, a B team and a C team, but it's still just funny. It's just like, like mm-hmm. we couldn't move one of them or something like that. But but not surprised <laughs> at all. Totally agree with you about American. Just been having a really, really strong year across the board. Not surprised. You know, we run into them relatively frequently uh, in a normal year, and there's just so much talent. It's a school full of such smart people uh, and such, like, dynamic witnesses and dynamic people that I'm not surprised at all to see that success. And I think Amanda Mundell – I really quickly want to jump in. I think Amanda Mundell is now coaching for them. So, you know, not surprised that under her uh, leadership they have really risen to those those high heights. But I, I, will, I just wanted to briefly mention that as a friend of the pod – good on her for what she's doing over there yeah i think you're right and i you know mike romano is still their head coach i believe but i believe amanda's been working with them so mm-hmm. yeah obviously like I, I bet they're i bet they're winning some objections uh there there you go you use that <laughs> that one's that one's free guys you can have that one um but yeah a lot of good programs here penn state i totally echo what you're saying uh they're heading to our orcs not thrilled about it uh but i'm i have a ton of respect for what they do the one thing I'll say about Georgia Tech, I know that Georgia Tech got a D team out two years ago because they did it. Their C and D got out in Orlando uh, in uh, February oh, of 2020 because right. I was right. there. I repped that regional. Um, and I remember that because it was a, you know, like I think their D team got the last bid or something. It was really uh, an exciting moment for them. So their A team was in competition this past weekend. My B team played them. Tech is just such a great program. And, you know, we talk every so often about programs transitioning from, you know, really big names. And we've talked about sort of the post Sarah Stebbins era of Georgia Tech. And clearly Mm -hmm. they're not missing a beat. And even though maybe their program's not defined as much by a name or two, um, whether it's Sarah or Harsha or or any of the folks who were there, they're still just Mm -hmm. such a Mm -hmm. great program from top to bottom. And, you know, I'll be very interested to see how the depth of their program pays off over the course of the season. I think that is pretty much everything. Uh, I'll mention, actually, I'll say this, and then and then we can wrap up. Uh, George Washington, A, six wins, 14 CS, so they get through relatively comfortably. Mm-hmm. They had a narrow split with Loyola, and then a narrow split with Georgia D, which is, you know, I'll make that sort of noteworthy, I guess. But GW is, they're such a good team. They always make such smart uh, objections and have such smart cases. They're another team, like any of the DC teams, that we play pretty frequently so i think that's basically everything that i see here anything else you want to add before we move on well because we mentioned the plus 52 that duke c had we have to mention that that gw team you mentioned had a plus 53 uh, in their first round so wow i mean i just i'll never not look at that on a tab sheet and say what just happened there um, but definitely good on them. Um, I'll really quickly mention Loyola Chicago. Uh, the fact that they got five wins with a 21 CS is really, really impressive. Uh, that is a tough schedule. We talked about them a few times as, oh, they split with Loyola. Yep, that's you know because Loyola had a brutal, tough schedule. Good on them to make it through. Uh, very, very impressive for sure. And then I'm glad to see Pomona A making it out um, as an honorable mention team. Um, they will be making it through to Orcs if they accept their bid on the open bid list. Um, and, and definitely good for them. That's a solid program. And while their B team did not make it out, I'm glad to see that their A uh, will be receiving a bid if they choose to take it. Um, but I think with that, uh, Ben, unless you have anything else, let's go. I can go ahead and take us to 3H. Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's keep moving on. All righty. All right. We're trying to keep it quick. Uh, moving on to 3H, we had six bids here, starting with Liberty A with seven wins and a 17 and a half CS. Then Xavier A also had seven wins, but with only a 17 CS, no half. 
Then Dickinson A with six wins and a 19 CS, followed by Maryland College Park C with six wins and an 11 CS. Then Rhodes D with five and a half wins and a 14 and a half CS. And finally, Bellarmine A with five wins and a 20 and a half CS. We also had three honorable mention teams here, starting with the University of Oregon, B with five wins and a 16 CS, then Elon A with five wins and a 15 and a half CS. And then our final honorable mention team was Princeton C with five wins and a 12 CS. Okay, uh, got a lot of teams here. Um, I, I think I'll start by saying that this was an interesting one to me where, uh, you know, the probably the big name here was not an A team, but it was really Patrick Henry B. Um, Patrick Henry, which, you know, we definitely don't talk about them enough on the podcast, <laughs> uh, definitely almost uh, pretty much as shocking as as any A team not making it out is Patrick Henry B not making it out. Um, they ended up with a four and four record and a 20 and a half CS. So not, not an easy uh, path for sure, but definitely, I mean, they've got to be who you're expecting to make it out of this region. Um, they're, they're just so good and so deep and their B team is usually so, so strong that it is definitely surprising to see them not make it out. And all the more impressive that Xavier um, in round three managed to sweep them. I think that that is really, really impressive and good on Xavier. Definitely putting Xavier out there as a team worth watching if they were able to sweep uh, any team from Patrick Henry, but especially Patrick Henry B. Um, and then I'll also just mention, you know, we talked about Princeton uh, A not making it out. In fact, the Princeton C did uh, get an honorable mention, and that's going to be enough to, to get them an open bid if they so choose. Uh, definitely worth noting that they kind of save that for their A team. Um, in the spirit of mentioning D teams, Rhodes D, I mean, it's Rhodes, so I guess they're one of those teams where it's not as impressive because it's Rhodes, but I mean, it's still a D team, and that's still going to be impressive to me. Um, and then your friends over in Maryland, uh, you know, them getting their C team through, I think we've talked about how good they've gotten and how uh, how much they've kind of gotten back to being one of the most uh, impressive programs in, in AMTA. Maybe not the most impressive in Maryland, but uh, definitely up there. Um, and yeah, I mean, they're just clearly doing great things over there to get a C team through so solidly. Um, but Ben, I'll, I'll toss it back over to you if you had anything else you wanted to add about this one. I feel like every time we record, you think like, how can I something, say something about Maryland to get Ben in trouble with the people at Maryland. <laughs> I like the people at Maryland. They, I feel like our two programs get along really well, which candidly several years ago wasn't always the case. So good on Maryland, not even remotely surprised to see their C team get through. Uh, their B team was at the, the regional that I repped and, and had a really strong performance as well. So good on them. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. I will talk a little bit about Dickinson. They're definitely a team. I mean, six wins and a 19 CS. They had a very impressive uh, performance this past weekend. I think they're a team worth keeping an eye on. Just, you know, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them be a team that that maybe has a, a threat at a Nationals bid one of these years because you just you see programs that consistently are doing well year after year and are showing strength. Uh, and you wonder, okay, when are they going to be able to break through? Um, and then, I mean, Liberty, I guess is, is worth mentioning. I feel like Liberty is a school with a lot of resources. I don't know if that's true about mock trial, but just like generally, and mm -hmm. they have definitely, we've been mentioning their name a couple of times. I don't know a ton about how their program works, but to get the top bid out of a tough regional like this is, is noteworthy. And I will finish up by talking about Patrick Henry B as well. Obviously we have relatively recent history playing Patrick Henry B in a consequential round. Uh, that Patrick Henry B team that, that we played in round four at nationals was an absolutely stellar, just, I mean, I remember texting Sue Johnson during the round, be like, this is your B team, you know, like, like, and their A team of course was on the other side of the bracket, you know, last year, almost getting the spot to the final round. And so definitely surprising. I do think some of the folks on their B team last year have now moved up to their A team. And so I guess maybe they're, they're still growing into their, their roles, the folks who stepped up onto their B team, but, but definitely noteworthy to see there. I think other than that, you pretty much covered everything. You have any other notes here? Um, yeah, I think you must've missed it, dude. UC San Diego, a didn't make it out. Um, I, I was, I, that was one I was kind of waiting on. I, I feel like UC San Diego, uh, they've been routinely making it to nationals and to see their A team not make it out, um, is really a, definitely a bit of a shocker here. I think that, um, 
I'm not sure. I feel like I remember seeing their B team also didn't make it out. So I'm, I'm worried that their whole program isn't going to be moving on to orcs, which is a real loss. I mean, they are such a good program that has really was really on the rise recently. Um, and I hate to see them not make it uh, back to orcs or definitely, you know, in that case, not to nationals. But, um, you know, just it looks like they had a, a pretty tough schedule with a three, four and one record and a 20 and a half CS. Uh, they had some tough rounds. They faced Maryland C in round three and got swept. Uh, they had a tough loss and a tie in their first round against Rhodes. I mean, it's just it, you know, can be pretty brutal sometimes just, you know, face the wrong teams at the wrong time. But um, definitely, a bit, I think, a bit surprising to not see UC San Diego there. And then I'll briefly say that I think Ohio State B is a bit surprising to not see make it back. They had a really close first round against uh, against Elon where they dropped both by just one and two points. Um, but, you know, Ohio State's just been such a solid program for a little while. I think that seeing Ohio State uh, struggle to, to make it back with their B team is definitely surprising just because they're, they've been so successful for so long um, and just had such a impressive tenure of members, uh, you know, for so long. And with a lot of those members graduating, there was sort of some question as to whether or not uh, Ohio state was going to be able to maintain their impressive, impressive history. And I'm hopeful to see them get back on track. Their A team is still moving through and definitely is a team to watch. But uh, sad to see their B team not, um, and definitely something to keep our eye on in the next couple of years to see whether Ohio State can become a team that gets two teams to nationals and both of them placing like they did a few years back. Um, but other than that, I do think that we've mostly covered it. Um, definitely a bit uh, a bit of a surprising regional here. I think probably up there is one of the most surprising, just seeing both UC San Diego and Patrick Henry uh, not making it through, when I'd say those are probably the two teams that were most expected to make it through. But uh, other than that, I think we've really covered it. So if you want to move on, Ben, go ahead and uh, take us away. All right, sounds good. We have two more regionals to discuss, and we're going to go ahead and go to our ninth regional, 3I. And in order, we've got McAllister A with seven wins and a 14.5 CS, Georgia B, six wins and a 17 CS, narrowly winning the OCS tiebreak over our third bid, Virginia A, six wins and a 17 CS, Florida B, six wins and a 16 CS, UNLV A, six wins and a 13 and a half CS, then Patrick Henry C, five and a half wins and a 19 and a half CS. Two honorable mentions here, Arizona State E, five wins and a 13 CS, and then Virginia Tech B, five wins and a 12 and a half CS. A few interesting things to note here, uh, just sort of note it and move on. Arizona State E, as we've talked about really deep programs, you know, they were not that far away from getting uh, an earned bid with an E team. So obviously that's certainly impressive. Uh, UVA, you know, not going 8-0, but still having a very strong weekend. They split with Florida B and Loyola Chicago B. Uh, so that's certainly just noteworthy. I still think, I mean, we we've played... UVA, we played them at Windy City, and they were phenomenal. So I don't think there's any reason to suggest they're not one of the best teams in the country. But, you know, they didn't go 8-0 like some other teams did. So worth noting. Uh, McAllister, you know, McAllister beat Patrick Henry. Uh, their only loss was to uh, the Georgia B team that got the next bid out. So definitely a very interesting showing for McAllister. Uh, and then... You know, I think that there's not a ton else here. We just spent some time talking about Patrick Henry B. Patrick Henry C jumps in and grabs that bid. So they'll unsurprisingly have two bids to Orcs. Uh, I think, and I guess I'll, I'll finish up by mentioning Florida B. Um, we've talked a fair amount about Florida on this show and just how deep and impressive of a team they are. Uh, I think their B team has made it to nationals in recent years as well. So it will just be very interesting to see uh, where Florida B goes from here and if they can continue the streak of Florida having two teams at nationals. Uh, Drew, what did I miss with this one? Uh, I don't think much here. I think you really covered it. I will say that the UVA, those two losses they had were in a plus 17 minus three in a plus 14 minus three round. So again, kind of some odd splits there, but definitely, I mean, it's UVA. Let's, let's be real. And by the way, uh, going back to Ben's point about the TPR being weird, I'm pretty sure UVA is currently ranked 27th in the country if you think uva is the 27th best team in the country um i think you're 
smoking something. But uh, yeah, they're they're really good. Um, they're just so always consistent. I can't imagine them not being um, one of those you know top couple teams at the end. It just it's what they do. Um, but yeah, I think that you for the most part have covered it, Ben. Uh, a couple of of mildly surprising results that I can mention. Um, Dayton, a I feel like Dayton's been they sometimes make it to Orcs, and uh, they had a, just a brutal schedule. They went three and five with a twenty one and a half CS. Um, they swept Loyola B in their first round, which is impressive. Then they were rewarded by facing Patrick Henry C, uh, and then facing Georgia B, and then finally Florida B. Uh, so just, I mean, the last three teams they faced, all three are moving on to Orcs. And Loyola B was a very solid team that we're discussing how they were very solid and impressive, and they took a ballot off of UVA as well. So, I mean, just not an easy schedule at all for Dayton, um, and definitely upsetting to see them not be able to make it back. I'll also highlight Purdue A. Um, they went 4-4 four and four with a 19 CS, and just because we're going to mention um, their B team in the next regional, uh, their A team did not make it out, but as we're about to find out, uh, their B team has got them covered. But um, yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's about it here. And uh, just because we're approaching the one hour mark and I know that uh, Ben and I are both wavering right now, I will <laughs> send it back to you, Ben, if you've got anything else. Uh, but if not, I can take us to our final region. I think that's about it. I think I'll say uh, sort of as a peek behind the curtain, you know, we've done a lot of, of long episodes and this isn't going to be the longest one, but going through 10 tournaments in what it's a lot, right? If, if we had the time, we'd probably break it up into two different episodes. So uh, like I said, at the beginning, take some pity on us. We, we try to do our best to, you know, examine every tab summary and catch everything. But, you know, as we get to the end of this list, it, it can be a little rough. So we've got one left. It's three J drew. I say you take us there and let's finish this up. All right. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Got to get ready. Got to, you know, it's an All endurance right. test. <laughs> Okay. All right. So 3J. We had six bids in regional 3J, starting with Washington A with seven and a half wins and a 15 and a half CS, followed by Notre Dame A with seven wins and a 12 and a half CS. Then UC Berkeley A with six and a half wins and an 18 and a half CS, followed by Stevenson A with six wins and a 16 CS. Finally, we had Florida E with six wins and a 14 and a half CS. And then finally, South Carolina A with six wins and a 14 and a half CS. Oh, and I didn't mention OCSs because this is the last regional and it's been 10 and I'm sorry. But Florida E had a 79 OCS, narrowly beating out South Carolina A, who had a 72 and a half OCS. We did have one honorable mention team and they actually had six wins, but that is Purdue B with six wins and a nine CS. Okay, we're on the last one. So uh, let's start with some of our surprises. And let me just say that the fact that there are any surprises in the regional after the teams that I just read is is truly a testament to how tough of a regional this is. I mean, like, I feel like I read off five A teams that are all from very impressive, significant programs. And I'm like, how were you all in one regional? But um, I, I think it's a little bit surprising that Auburn A didn't make it out, mostly just because, as we talked about in uh, 3D, their B team made it out with an 8-0 eight, eight, no record, but Auburn A had a pretty tough record, or a pretty tough schedule, I apologize, um, with a 3-5 and five record and a 20 CS. And then also Patrick Henry D. Um, look, you know, we've mentioned them enough on this podcast, but dang, I mean, Patrick Henry is a deep program, and it is surprising that their D team didn't make it out. But when you look at their CS, you start to see why. They went 2-6 and six with a 22.5 CS that is just truly brutal and truly horrible to see. But uh, they faced Cornell C, Notre Dame A, Florida E, and then UC Berkeley A. I mean, I, I really can't imagine a much tougher schedule uh, if I tried. Um, yeah, I think other than that, it's definitely a pretty scratch regional. Um, not surprising at all to see Washington, Notre Dame, UC Berkeley, Stevenson, or South Carolina. All those A teams are just fantastic. And then Florida E, they're just about the only team in the country that can have an E team get it through and me not gape at it. Um, so good on them. I mean, that's, that is five teams, I think, from Florida that have all made it through. And uh, I don't think there are any other programs that have even had four this year. I could be wrong about that. But uh, that's really, really impressive out of Florida. So just my hat is off to them. 
But Ben, uh, I will throw it over to you if you want to have any say anything else about this one. Um, but I am uh, just about tapped personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a couple quick thoughts to wrap us up. Uh, Florida has been posting on their social media, so I assume that this is accurate. They are, at least according to them, the first program in AMTA history to get five teams through in consecutive years. Uh, I wow. I believe them that, I mean, how many teams even too. ever have gotten five teams through? So that's a hell of an accomplishment for, for such a great program. Uh, three great programs at the top here, Washington, Notre Dame, and Berkeley. Certainly not surprising to see any of them doing well. We've talked about the depth at Notre Dame. We've talked about uh, how great Berkeley is. Washington is a little bit of a quieter team, probably in part just because, mm -hmm. you know, they're kind of off in the Pacific Northwest. And as we've talked about before, it is often hard to gauge just sort of the overall ability of those teams because geographically, geographically, it's just really hard for them to get to invitationals when things are in person. Uh, I, of course, would be remiss if I did not mention our very good friends over at Stevenson. They are heading back to Orcs, uh, I think for the third time in four years. Just a really, really great group of people that work so hard. I was super, super thrilled to see them uh, back at Orcs. And, and they had, you know, a relatively tough schedule and handled it uh, with confidence. So that was great to see. I think you kind of alluded to this, seeing South Carolina A, you know, taking, I guess what I'll say, a lower bid, you know, maybe a little bit surprising. Uh, you look at some of the the schedule stuff that they had. Uh, I, I, I mean, South Carolina A is just such a great team. I, I expect them to be, you know, at nationals and expect them to be very successful this year. Uh, but, but worth noting there as well. So I think, you know, when, when we say like, you know, sort of chalk regional, you just look at the names on this list and maybe with the exception of Washington, they're names we talk about a lot. And it's not that we don't talk about Washington because they don't deserve it. It's just that they're not at as many tournaments as these other teams, but still just a very, very impressive group of teams and good on Florida to kind of wrap up my thoughts here. You know, we talked about this a lot. But Florida E, I presume that's a young team, a team of people that will be moving up the ranks at Florida. And it just goes to show that, mm -hmm. you know, you always talk about staying power, what teams are going to be there year after year after year. I feel like Florida is almost guaranteed to be a top 25 team for the next five, six, seven years, because if your E team is getting a bid, you got to think, you know, half those kids are going to be on the C team next year. And that team's going to be good. And then all of a sudden they're on the B and A and it's like they've got so much high level experience and there's just no way to replace that. So I think that's everything that I've got here, Drew. And if you don't have anything else, then I think we can get close to wrapping this thing up. I'm going to say two quick things. Um, the first, and this is something that when I saw that this person got an award, I knew I needed to mention this and I'm going to shout them out. Um, Scout Hayashi of Swarthmore College. This is her senior year. And she got 19 ranks as an attorney. And to briefly explain why I'm talking about her. So Scout, as a first year, um, approached me when I was a senior at Haverford. and was asking for help in, in restarting the Swarthmore program. She ended up uh, working with the Haverford team a lot. Uh, you know, went to some invites with us in the invite season. And um, she is just a wonderful, wonderful person. She was mostly witnessing for us. I honestly had told her I think she was going to be a stronger witness. And and I'm just so beyond proud of her to see her building up that program and to be pulling in an attorney award her senior year. So I just wanted to shout her out. That is so exciting. And I'm so proud of her. Um, and she's just an amazing person. So good on her. Um, but with that, Ben, um, I really think that we have uh, we have been talking for a long time. And it is... Uh, it is a lot of regionals to get through. I think you've said it many times, but to everyone out there, I am so terribly sorry if we didn't talk about your team or we didn't talk about your team enough or if you think we got something wrong or missed something. I'm sure we did. We're just here to provide a little bit of entertainment um, while you're preparing for orcs, and uh, I hope you can understand that we are, we are doing our best. <laughs> but uh, Ben, if you've got nothing else, I'll let you close it out. Yeah, I, I'll echo that sentiment. We we love doing this, and we'll be recording our week four episode very soon. Try to get that out quickly as well. Uh, you know, Amta did us no favors with scheduling two uh, weekends in a row of ten regionals. But to be fair, with all the judge recruiting they had to do, they didn't do themselves any favors either. So, and it's not like there's, it's not like there are case changes or like orcs to think about in these next couple of weeks either. So it's you know not like we've got anything else we got to do. Yeah, right? two new witnesses, like just you know. <laughs> It's just a boring, slow time of year. It's not like I have three Maryland teams competing right, in the next right. two weekends. Like, it's fine. Everything, oh, and, and yeah. high school, it's 
Right. It's yeah. not like high school tournaments are going on right now. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. exactly. But hey, look, more <laughs> mock trial is good. I, I will never complain about having more mock trial than less mock trial. We've we have had times on this podcast. The most productive we've ever been on this podcast is that like six <laughs> month stretch where we didn't have mock trial. We released like 10 episodes. Um, so I, I think having a lot of mock trial to talk about is a good thing. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. As always, it is a pleasure to be with you. Congratulations to all of the teams that are moving on to Orcs. We love getting to discuss all of this, and we hope that all of you are excited to get ready to start preparing for Orcs. And very, very soon, we will start releasing those Orcs uh, analysis episodes as our national champion field, uh, national championship tournament field takes place. We'll be back in your feeds very soon. Thanks as always for listening. Until we're with you the next time, this has been the Mock Review. Ben and Drew.